0: Hey, comedy fans, welcome to another episode of the Comedy at the Carlson cast. I'm your host, my name is Vinny, and joining me today in the studio is the co-founder of Comedy at the Carlson, Mark bolito and our pal from the Billified podcast, Bill Moran. This episode and every episode is brought to you by Comedy at the Carlson, home of the Funniest Person in Rochester contest, which does begin this upcoming Wednesday, July 5th. For more information, pay attention to this show. Let's kick it over to the studio. Good morning, Carlson casters. Folks, the funniest person in Rochester contest season is upon us. And today, I thought it would be a great idea to talk to some of the people who work behind the scenes in the contest every year to maybe help you folks who've entered or you folks who don't know exactly what the contest is about learn a few things about what we're doing over here at Comedy at the Carlson. So I want to introduce my guest in studio today. He is the co-founder of Comedy at the Carlson. He is one of our judges. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mark at
1: Vin, Thanks for having me.
0: Always a pleasure, Mark. Appreciate it, bro. You're welcome in here anytime. <laughs> Literally, you have a key. Um, also joining us today, he is the host of the Billified podcast available on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. He is also the host of the Funniest Person Roster Contest. It's Bill Moran. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Vinny.
1: Real quick, though, uh, just before we get started, Bill Moran has definitely been a awesome addition to the contest since you've been using him as an MC Every show, it's great. Wow. He's very professional. He's got that radio voice, <laughs> ladies. Uh, but anyway, you know, he's just been an absolute pleasure to have Bill part of this um,
2: uh, contest. Well, oh, great. Very nice of you to say. Yeah. I did have a woman come up to me after the contest one year and say to me, your voice is a 10. Your face is a seven. Nice. Huh. <laughs> well,
0: that's what the lights are for, there honey. You go. All right. <laughs> Tell me more about compliments, Bill. <laughs> what are those like? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this contest happens every year. It has a very long history. It started in the early 90s, I believe, possibly as far back as 89 from what some people have told. Me. Wow. So it has had many iterations over the years. But it has a home, a comedy at the Carlson, and we are excited to keep that tradition going. Now, the contest starts, the preliminary rounds start on July 5th. The preliminary rounds, we get to see everybody who entered. And this mm-hmm. year, we have about 96 entries. Damn. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a busy, busy year. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this over multiple nights. We're going from Wednesday through Sunday night. Yes. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Each one of them filled with people doing their best three to four minutes of comedy to try to impress the judges and the audience. Now, Bill, the prelims are yeah. very exciting. What have been some of the takeaways you've seen from people who are doing comedy for the very first time? We've seen some people really, really hit them out of the park. Yeah. We've seen some people struggle. Yeah. But it's always eventful. Well, I think it's always
2: eventful. I love this contest because I think you guys do such a great job and it is the most fair funniest contest I've ever seen anywhere in that people are asked to bring their friends, right? So hopefully their friends are going to vote for them, mm-hmm. but you have to pick your top three. So it makes it fair for everybody mm-hmm. in the contest. And especially when you go and you, you have a way of weighting that and, and, and adding the points up. I think it's just a, a great contest for anybody. And I go, boy, if you got the balls to step on stage and do this, I think that everybody should be cheering you on some people are just going to be better than others but i think it's a great opportunity for people to get up there you will see some some come up and they really try too hard (laughs) and we've seen that (laughs) there was some guy that came up and he was remember he was angry he wrote you i think he wrote you ahead of time Vinny, and he said something along the lines of i'm really funny i should i'm gonna win this he came from syracuse Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he was kind of this (laughs) i saw my face
0: for those of you who have entered the contest if you walk up to me and call your shot, yeah, please know I will be watching. Yeah, I'm definitely, Mark will be watching. 100%. We're all going to be watching. If you've called your shot, you now have our attention. Right. And it's a double edged sword, my friend. It is a
2: double edged sword. I think it just shows you how tough this can be. To me, it is one of the toughest things to do. You're going to make, you have to sort of be a little off in a way to think you're going to make a room full of strangers laugh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, or really have some self confidence. But what a what a great opportunity for anybody who thinks they have it. Yeah. I don't even think just confidence. You have to be prepared. Yes. You know, that's, well, that's a bigger that's, thing.
1: Preparation is everything for this. I mean, a lot of people go, oh, it's only about how many people you bring in this and that. No, it's not. No, we've had <laughs> finalists that didn't even bring anybody. I think Justin Brown... Uh, when he, he was just hilarious and yeah. he made it, you know, almost, did he win or did he uh, no. No, he came came in in second, second, but still that says anything. This dude brought maybe his old lady. You know what I mean? Like he didn't say he was in the con, he didn't promote it, but he was funny. Yeah. Um, but it, the preparedness is where it comes down to it. And and that's one of the things that, you know, I, I, I really look at him, you know, one of the things, and I'm going to give you guys all a little clue. The guy last year that won it had three, different sets for each time he went yeah he did and that's that's a very important thing so i'm not trying to tell you you got to have a half hour of great material but if you could do you know three different sets you are going to win over the judges because not only does it show that you're prepared it shows that you're writing it shows that you want to do this for a living and it shows that you're you're in this game for the long
0: haul I don't want to scare those of you who are doing this just because you want to try out comedy for the first time. (laughs)
1: Right. I'm sorry, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's but preparedness is a huge thing for it
0: is. There's not a lot of ways to prepare to perform on stage except for performing on stage. Right. And uh, for some of you, it might be the very first time you step on stage at the Carlson. I'm going to give you just a couple of pro tips from your pal Vinny to you. The first thing I want you to do when you walk onto the stage is stand in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Walk up to the microphone, take a breath for a second, take the mic out of the stand, put the mic stand behind you, then address the crowd and start your jokes. That sounds like the simplest thing ever.
2: Yeah, but that you will be shocked how many people
0: do not do that.
2: I think that moment, too, of putting kind of gives you a set a second to settle in on the stage, right? Realize where you are. That's a really smart thing, Mm -hmm. putting the mic stand behind you. And it's not just for you to get set. It actually helps the audience get set yep. because here's Bill
1: Moran going, give it up for uh, captain skeech. And then everybody, Captain Captain you know, he gets up on stage, but there's still people, yeah, but they been doing shift and right. taking a sip of a lager. And then, it, you know, when you do that, it gives everybody a set. We're set.
0: Yeah. Right. These are just the little things that uh, the reason we're doing this show is because we want some of you who've never done comedy before, don't know what to expect coming to the club, coming to do the show. Just give you, you know, help calm your nerves a little bit. You don't need to be scared. No. No. But you do need to be ready. Right. Right.
2: And the audiences, they, they've been great. The audiences have been fantastic at this.
0: Here's the thing I want you all to know. The audiences, we do ask people to bring as many people as they can to the show. Right. This is not a bringer contest because of the fact that we do not require you to bring X amount of people to come and perform. There's no rules like that. We don't do anything like that. We don't even charge an entry fee for this contest the reason we do this contest is because frankly we need new talent we always need new talent we do 50 how many weekends a year mark
1: we do 52 weeks a year with up you know and sometimes we do you know multiple shows different shows Mm -hmm. with different headliners that week that you know we you know a lot of times we're responsible for the features and the and the mcs but that doesn't mean i'm just going to put somebody up there that talks into a microphone i mean you have to have talent there has to be substance there you have to be professional i mean yeah. this is in a room and we yeah, need is. a talent so i mean i love that people are going to open mics and they're doing different shows and this and that but it's what you're doing with all that is what matters to me yeah. i mean and, and a lot of people don't like me in rochester new york and that's because i tell them the truth and it's you know i i, I say when yeah what was that and they you know <laughs> I, I know. I feel. And sometimes Mark. I feel bad. But I gotta. Be, I better be. You come off the stage after you just took a shit on that stage. Right, I'm gonna right. tell you, you just took a shit on that stage. Yeah. I built that stage with these hands, blood, sweat, and tears. Off of that stage, I have. I. I want the best that Rochester has, and everybody in Rochester should be yeah. the best to
0: be on this. Now, the thing is this: <laughs> there, there's no. There is no. Right or wrong way to do comedy, but we need what we're looking for out of the winner Mm. is someone who is next level, who could separate themselves from the pack and really show that they have a, they're a dynamic performer. And last year, our winner is someone who didn't do comedy up until maybe a month or so before the contest, because at the time we were doing the open mic at Boulder and he came out and did his first standup sets on a Sunday night. I watched him. And the guy ended up winning the contest, Doug Phelps. Now, I'm going to tell you something, folks. That is uh, a tall order, but it's not even the first time that that's happened. It happened to Cindy Arena. Oh yeah, And Cindy is going to be headlining our Saturday night preliminary round. So I'm very excited to be able to have her do that because she really has earned it. Over the last few years, she started comedy a few months before the contest, won the whole thing. She ended up on HBO. You know, she's she's doing <laughs> right. festivals. She's doing amazing stuff. So Cindy's going to be kind enough, and she's going to come and do uh, the Saturday Night Shows and be a headliner. That could be anybody who entered this contest this year. Yeah. You have no idea what you can do with this opportunity until you seize it, grab it, and get over with it. You know and The great thing, too, is
2: you can watch other people who are a little more seasoned and see how they do it, pick up some pointers along the way for your stage presence and things, because that is something they judge on.
0: Yeah, and 100%. and here's the thing. Just because you don't win, yeah. just because you didn't go forward, doesn't mean that there isn't a future for you in comedy. Right, right. This I, is a stand-up contest. In a lot of ways, it's fun. In a lot of ways, it's serious competition. And a lot of ways, it's let's just have a good time. But there are people, uh, I'll give you a good example. He's in the contest again this year, and I know he's out, out for it, is uh, a guy like Amir Arshad, who yeah. we have Very used at the club Uh, to MC he didn't make it all the way to the end but he really showed a strong talent and the kind of uh, presence that we're looking for you know there's been people who have shown up and not gone all the way that are very very hireable and got themselves on the radar and got their foot in the door through this contest
1: well Amir went to high school with my daughter so that's why we use
0: him no I'm just kidding I'm (laughs) only kidding Amir I know you're watching this and he's a great kid
1: he's absolutely he's hysterical You know, he's already doing techniques that we try to teach people that maybe don't get the technical knowledge from, you know, the open mics or, you know, sideshows that are going on in Rochester. But he learned he wants to learn. He comes here. He runs his set during the day. He's always asking Todd, Mm -hmm. you know, for advice for those you don't know. Todd is a great uh, person to reach out to or myself or Vinny. You could reach out to us and you could run your
0: sets with us here during the day. Yeah, we do that for people all the time,
1: all the time. And we'll give you advice. Really?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. That's awesome. Yeah, you yeah. get an audience of three people. We'll sit there and we'll tell you what we think. If you right. use it or not, it's up to you. But you Boy, know, we do try do to that, do it for People,
2: it, I I think that is harder than doing the actual contest. Oh, it is. In yeah, we're dicks. A- it's quiet. quiet,
1: and I'm it's in my, my phone, listening people. to my, looking at my emails. One, but I am listening. But I mean, you know, so imagine that. Yeah. So you really do get a, it's a, you know, yep. hard knock lesson on that stage, and but you're on a stage. Yeah. The lights are on you. The the room is dark.
2: There's three of us and we give you, you know, criticism, It's,
1: but it's going to be an
2: honest truth. And it's people who actually know comedy around it, seen the best yeah. of the best work well, with the best of the best. There's nothing
1: that we'd rather do more than everybody that we see on stage post on Facebook the next day about how much of a killer they are and put a strong arm and 100. Everybody murdered last night. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is you're just being a blind supportive person. When you do that stuff, so you got to give the truth. You got to give. Uh, you know, a pro I actually well, nothing you know, makes
2: you better at anything if you're not honest with 100%. Somebody, right? That's mm-hmm. it,
1: and that's what we try to do. And that's can't how we,
2: soft soap that, right? We want people to be on the stage. There's you can't, There's I don't nobody that. that
1: wants to be a bigger fan of somebody on that stage than me. I mm-hmm. built the thing, I want you to succeed, I want you to make everybody kill Amen. no matter who you are. If your two feet are on that stage, I want you to kill.
0: Now, that being said, whose job is it to kill? yours 100 right now one of the things that i want to bring up and every year we end up seeing a little bit of it is uh folks who maybe work a little too blue for the contest good point now folks that is an industry term if you don't know what it means working blue means being a little dirty right it's just old school old school term and there are no rules for content in this contest say whatever you want to say but realize you're being judged on it, yeah. And realize that everybody that's there doesn't necessarily want to hear, F F C C. You know, <laughs> boy parts, girl parts, <clears throat> other parts that we all have. I don't know. They some, don't want to hear it all. Some
1: but- people can handle the word shiz, but they yeah, can't dude. handle the word fazuk. Right. And it literally, like fazuk, just turns them off. And they hear it, and then their brain actually literally mm-hmm. shuts down. It's like I'm not going to pay
2: attention. Well, one of my anymore. favorite things to do because I'll step off to the side of the stage is when I hear somebody really throw something out that's pretty blue and I'll look to find people in the audience. And if I see heads dropping, I don't know why that makes me laugh because it's almost an uncomfortable moment Mm -hmm. for everybody. So that's a really good point to Mm -hmm. try to, you know, maybe get in front of a camera yourself and watch yourself and go, would my mom, (laughs) I know that sounds a little weird. How would my mom feel? I mean, yeah. Maybe you got a cool mom. My mom's pretty cool. I can say a lot of words, but there are certain things where you go, eh. and at the same time, when he's seeing people's
1: heads drops, we're seeing the heads drops yeah. too. Yeah. And I'm going, All right, one, he said it again, two, yeah. Three. And then at the end of the set, I'm like, Dude, this guy just said "fazak" 37 times in five minutes, or you know, not just foul language, speaking clearly. Uh, there's a lot of people that you know, don't want to hear, um, or, uh, Mm -hmm. or, uh, um, um, uh, and if you're doing that all through your set, try and clean that up a little bit because there's people that literally they turn themselves off when they can't hear you speak well. So yeah, that's part of this thing. Speak well, Yep. speak to a, a vast amount of people. You're not just sitting at your kitchen table trying to make your uncle Louie laugh. Over a bowl of pasta, you're trying to make a whole room of people from all walks of life—mechanics to lawyers, to doctors, men, women,
0: all all genders. Yeah,
1: you got to come together
0: to make everybody laugh. Live performances are a two way street, folks, and a problem that I have seen coming out of inexperienced performers is the mentality of these people are here to see me, so they're gonna get what I give them. Mm. Versus, hey, they came to see they did come to see me but i also came to perform for them right right, right. you need to keep that in your mind i think the old philosopher was his name george bernard shaw it was just one of these things that always stuck with me he said that a uh a wise man expects to adapt his environment and a foolish man expects his environment to adapt to him right 100 right yeah and remember then, who bought the tickets and remember you're there for them
1: it's just laziness and that's the one thing too that you know i i will be quite honest with people that are here in rochester that I'll, I'll the first question I'll ask them, And a lot of people listening to this will relate is, is, is this what you want to do for a living? And you know, if they say yes, I'm like, well, then you got to go to New York or you got to go to LA, but she, you, there's only a certain amount you can plateau here. Jessica Kirsten, every time she comes to Rochester and headlines, the first thing she's like, it's not like I'm going to get discovered in Rochester. <laughs> and she's right. Like, Oh, you're Mark- telling me market Mark- Polito discovered <laughs> me. Right. Ro- Come on, get real. My dad always said, the boat's not going to come to the dock. Jump off the dock, swim out there, and get it. Because if you, it's not coming to you, you got to go get it. You got to do the work.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I hate to say this. Maybe I'm talking to a targeted audience here, but not for nothing. That man sitting on the couch who just told you to swim to the boat is the guy who decides who works the club. Yeah. Well, that's the guy. That, that, that him. It ain't me. It ain't Todd. It ain't Bill. If it you, isn't anybody else. It's
1: him. And you can tell how people feel about me just by looking at Bill's body language as he's sitting know, next I'm to me. And to say, <laughs> he's like, "Get him away." I well, feel I, more I, I comfortable sh- around Chernobyl <laughs> than
0: you sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I just it, try to be honest.
2: That's it. Yeah, but you're in the you're in the business of bringing people in and making everybody feel welcome and happy, and you want good people up there representing the club. So that's an important thing. I also think that authenticity is a big piece of this. You know, a lot of times when you're a first time comic, you're going to go up and try to emulate somebody else, somebody else's style. Maybe you've seen Dave Chappelle Mm -hmm. or Chris Rock. And so you get to try to take that, but put it in your what what fits you? What fits your skin? What are the words you would use? Because what do they tell you all the time in writing? Tell you, you know, from tell them what you know, write about what you know. When it
0: came to writing with me, they were like, we can't read this. (laughs) <laughs> um i i think Mandarin you're right in
2: you, or you, cantonese you know i mean <laughs> those are big things like if you're if this is your first time go with what you know
0: exactly correct you know there's there's this thing that people don't always connect with stand-up because they think that you can go up on stage and say anything and make up whatever you want to and absolutely there's no right there's no wrong way i can make up story about my great aunt petunia mm-hmm. following down in a manhole and uh, all the hijinks that ensue—that is completely fake—and I'm sure that I could get over with it in front of some crowds and get some laughs. But the fact of the matter is, it's not a real life experience, right. and therefore, it doesn't feel like a connection is actually being right. established. It feels like a silly show. Most of show. those things are relatable.
2: I mean, any kind of like outlandish thing, if it's relatable, people get it. That's sure. It. You know, one of the best uh, at all that stuff was um, who's uh, the name of the room in there? It's after uh, Kevin Meany. Oh, Kevin Meany. Kevin Meany was great at bringing all that, you know,
0: wild, funny, relative stuff to Do life. you mean to tell me they didn't find the pants in the middle of the <laughs> yeah, road? No, I um, you're correct. But what, I, what I'm trying to say to you folks is there's an inauthenticity that people can detect yes. in an act. Yeah. Audiences are smart. They're, well, they're smart really in this 100%. town. In Rochester, we got smart crowds. We,
1: yeah. we are not polite by any means. If when you're not funny, we don't laugh.
0: When you're making stuff up and you're contradicting stuff you already said in your act, mm-hmm. it doesn't help you. Like I, The one thing that drives me crazy, and I've seen MCs do it, where they'll say something like, yeah, I'm single and I'm on the dating apps. And then I'd be like, yeah, my girlfriend told me the other day is the next joke. <laughs> right. What what are you doing? Like, no. do, why do you think I'm stupid? Yeah.
1: If you can't segue or transition into a different part of your life and bring the connection to the audience with that, then you shouldn't even make that as a, a, a second part of that. But, and if you
0: don't have another joke. Right. Get a better transition.
1: Like I actually <laughs> did finally find a girlfriend on the app. And my girlfriend, yeah, but they have a new. But yeah. And, the, and also, when you're saying these things, uh, have fun. Be confident about it. Because I got to tell you, one of the things is you could have the best material in the world if you're on that stage uncomfortable. If you're on that stage not having fun, people are not having fun watching you mm. not having fun. Mm-hmm. Your uncomfortableness
2: is spreading throughout the room.
0: In the words of the great Phil Hartman, get confidence, stupid. Yeah. I
2: mean, it just reminds me like Letterman when he went out to LA and he was at the comedy store and stuff. He would do the same act as his girlfriend did earlier in the night. And right. He would get all the laughs because she just didn't have the same stage presence and didn't have the same comfort with, with, the, with the material. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing. There's Make eye contact with at least somebody in the front row. Mm-hmm. Try to just recognize those people, at least facially.
0: It just makes them feel more welcome and you less stiff. All right, here's another pro tip, kids. A little pro tip from your pal Vinny. I've been doing this a while, and I know of which I speak in this one. When you're addressing the crowd after you've taken your pause and you're talking to the crowd and you're getting into it and you're holding the microphone, as you're setting up a joke, it's a great idea to look to the left of the room, yeah, to the right of the room. There you go. But then deliver that punchline right to the center of the room. And what you're doing is, whether you know it or not, You are creating connections with the people that are watching you, whether it's just mechanical and you're processing whether they're looking at you or not, or you're looking deep into their eyes, be looking around the room, whether or not you're just in your own head trying to remember what you're going to say next. Right. right. Make sure that you make it feel like you are addressing everybody and you'll be surprised how much more comfortable they will be with you and you will be with them. Right. Pro tip number two concluded. (laughs)
2: sometimes i think too if you like forget your punchline or if it, almost be a little honest with it and then you know what i'm saying admit it somewhat i've seen pros do that go wait a second and it's funny and if you can be relaxed in that moment and not get all frazzled you know frazzled i think you'll be a lot better
0: one off. of the one of the keys to remember bill is that the audience is there to have a good time and they yeah. want to have a good time right, with right. you and if you could own the moment yeah own the moment
2: if I mean, you a screw up reprecating is okay. Own it. Right. We've all done it. That's the relatability.
0: Relatability. Yeah. Relatability. We, it all goes back to relatability, doesn't it? With stand-up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, that's why there's so many different flavors of stand-up. Right. That work. Not everything is for everyone. No. Right.
1: And it's not like people go to a music store, music show. And they sit down and they go, geez, I hope it's jazz tonight. You know, <laughs>
0: they actually Google,
1: the, you know, the genre of comedy. And right. these are, you know, when you say comedy, it's like, man, there's so many different types, so many different genres, so many, you know, styles. You know, it, it's like, okay, oh, shit, I came here for jazz, but Slayer's up there, you know? <laughs> I guess I'm, you know what I mean? That's the same in comedy. Google, you
0: know. And, you know, I just want to say this, and I can't emphasize it enough have respect for the audience that came for the ticket.
1: Absolutely. Don't
0: go in and start just browbeating people just to try to get a cheap laugh. Yeah, it doesn't go well no, when you're new to comedy. No. It doesn't go as well as you think it does.
1: Be valuable on stage. If you want to make this as if you want to be a li- make this your living and you want to do comedy and get paid for it, you have to bring value into this. You want to be valuable on stage. You want people to say, "I'd pay to go see that guy." Because, you know, the days we've been trying to put value into a city that literally used to just telemarket people for free tickets. Yeah, they did. And, and it was like, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Why are we hiring Bam Bam for 200 bucks? You know, you give away 1200 tickets in hopes to get 300 when you could just get awesome comedians and actually sell a ticket. But the problem was that there's so many comedians that were you know, behind this devaluation of comedy, that it was hard to get back. You know, I still get people go, "Oh, you used to give me free tickets all the time." I'm like, oh, sorry, that's not the Comics Cafe that was twenty something years ago. This is actually, yeah. you know, we actually have Mark Norman and Anthony Jeselnik on stage, and uh, we're sold out. So go f off because you don't know <laughs> comedy from your hole in the ground. But the, what is that- it
0: that you? What is it you tell the tell the truth now to put you on the spot here? What is it you tell the servers to tell people if they say you're a friend of Mark?
1: Oh, they charge them double. <laughs> <laughs> because so. <laughs>
0: my- <laughs> you're such a uh, ridiculous person. I do,
1: because there's so many people that come in here. I'm a friend of market. they expect to get discounts or free this and that. It's like, okay, if all my friends were really my friends, they'd want to pay because quite honestly, if everybody said that we'd be in the hole and we'd have to close up business because, but I love all you guys that say you're my friend and you are really my. Yeah, so be a friend and pay for the fucking
2: ticket. But well, anyway, see, I, I, I agree with everything he's saying on that, of course, and, and the fact that you've worked to bring back real valuable right. comedy. Like you're seeing acts in a town this size that you're not seeing in other places because this comedy club and everybody who comes through raves about it, raves, raves. about the audience, raves about the club. It is an A-room. And that's why we want and you that really worked. I I I I forgot about JJ. God rest his oh, soul. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, mean, I love soul. JJ, but he's yeah. right, man. He should just paper that room. Yeah. And, and, and sh- it was terrible. And if it's people who aren't there to see comedy, and I know this is going off a little bit here, but you, you, uh, hey, I got free tickets for a Friday night. Let's right. go. And They're that's not the, there to see
1: comedy. And that's why I'm bringing that up into this conversation just make yourself yes, valuable. Yes. Because if you're not making yourself valuable and you're just up there telling a story that, you know that you don't know how to fold a good poker a a, a bad poker hand but because you think it's a good poker hand you think that joke is great for you yes and you tell it to yourself a million times and you laugh at every time but you don't know how to get rid of it because it doesn't work with other people just because it relates to you right you're not making yourself valuable make yourself valuable to as many people as you can and then that's where the ease that's where it starts to get easier for you
0: biggest lesson i ever learned performing is uh Sometimes, yeah, my jokes suck. Yeah, we all. Yeah, yeah, they all. Sometimes jokes that I think are phenomenal. Yeah, go over like a Led Zeppelin. Yeah, they just bomb. And you know what? I have a rule. Here's a pro tip number three. Nice. If you go and do a bunch of open mics, and you go and you actually do real performances with real audiences, and you do a joke, let's say three to five times. And it never gets the reaction that you hope it gets. Scrap it Bye. if right. if after the first two or three times that you do it, you haven't already tried to rewriting it. Right. Yeah. You're already doing it wrong.
1: Exactly. But by
0: the time you get to the fifth part, if it just doesn't go over, pull it out of the act, put something else in there. And, you know, maybe one of these days you'll get back to it, revisit it, and fix it. I don't think a joke is ever truly dead unless you let it die. Right. But sometimes just let stuff die.
2: Or, or give it right or let it kind of kick around in the back of your brain. Look, there's a process to this and the greats have done it. And when one of the greatest was uh, Richard Pryor and Richard Pryor would go and bomb on stage to rework jokes and rework jokes right. until he had a gem. Right. A diamond. Work it out. Work and it out. Seriously. if And
1: if you guys if I have to have a conversation with you and you thought that I might have been, you know, mean or, or whatever, uh, you know, a, a little bit more than critical just pull Todd Youngman aside one time and and ask him how many times I looked at him and said, what the fuck was that? Because he said some shit that just didn't land. And then I, you know, and we, he did exactly what Vinny described. He rewrote it, tried it again. And if it didn't work, he got rid of it. Right. You know, it's not like I'm putting favoritism to any horses in the stable of Rochester, New York, but if you are working and you're doing those things, rewriting these jokes, making them good, you're going to get more stage time. If you're not working in the process and you're just being lazy because you don't see these things because your ego won't let you see these things, then no, it's it. And that's it. And I, I'm, like I said, I'm rooting for the best for everybody. Mark. Rochester. Rooting I, for the best. Ooh, I, Rochester.
0: I feel like you can't give everyone that feels like they deserve an opportunity, all the opportunities that they feel that they deserve. I figure you can open a door yeah, and right. you can see, who comes in and takes it seriously right? and who, you know, I hate f- to use the term sink or swim, see the people who really uh, kind of get what we're looking for in terms of professional, uh, you know, uh, performers. Right. And but jump try off to, the
2: dock, try to sink or swim. And try least. to swim to the boat. Right. right? But the other thing is that you, you guys provide a very supportive environment. You may be a little gruff in your approach, I <laughs> guess. I guess. I mean, I don't know. You mean, me asking somebody what well, the fuck was that. It's no, a but rough. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's the environment I grew up in. Yeah. I think my right. old man would go to me, what, what the fuck was that? It's right. intimidating to learned. people.
0: It, and I get it. It hits you.
1: It, it, hit you. it yes. hits you. And then you, you, it really sunk in that, okay maybe other people are seeing that this is an unrelatable joke and i do need to rel- but that's to what i'm saying it is a
2: supportive environment with people who right. want to see you succeed believe that at the bottom at the uh, mark said it a bunch of times and Vinny started it this contest is to find new talent
0: correct yeah, right.
1: and we and i say even though it's gruff it's out of love i'll give you a hug when i'm done my father used to say no, i you love you won't. by saying what's what's wrong with your head yes what a smack! Yes.
2: my wife used to say do you need to have your head examined that was love for that us
1: love. Kids. yes <laughs> so enjoy your hugs and and partici- participation trophies because we actually got smacked around
0: hey mark <laughs> what's the number one rule of comedy be funny yeah Thank you.
1: Be funny. funny. Two words. Be
0: funny. Get the laughs out of the people. Be funny. You know, we don't spend enough time thinking about what, you know, the science of comedy is, but it's really simple, folks. And when you say something funny, we always use the term that made me laugh. Right. What you got to realize is that means something. When you physically force a reaction out of somebody else because of something that you said. Caught them right. There is nothing more satisfying in the world. Absolutely. And you want more of that. When you hear the laughs, remember which got the laughs. Stick with what got the laughs. Write more stuff to get the laughs. If you're not getting the laughs, you're doing it wrong. That's the number one rule. Be funny. Listen for laughter. If you're not hearing laughter, you're doing something wrong. It's the only thing you could do wrong is not be funny
1: that's true right and if you're funny i'll give you a strong arm and 100 100 and say you killed on facebook
0: but if you're not funny
1: (laughs) then i just ignore it
0: yeah (laughs) i have yet to ever get you to be the strong arm or the 100 the 100 i'm just saying i've never gotten it once so good luck everybody no
1: you i'm just i was just saying that that's our way of supporting we'll be honest with you we want you to succeed We want you to get on stage and we want you to be strong. We want you to make audiences laugh. We want you to kill. We want you to move to New York and we want you to be a celebrity and remember us when you're famous.
0: Absolutely. And you know what else, folks? You know what else we really, really want? We want you to know that we value the fact that you want to come and perform with us. 100%. It means a lot to us to know that people want to get onto the stage because there's a lot of work that goes into this club, not just the stand up isn't the only employee. That's here every week. You know, people work here. That's their jobs. Mm. Uh, You know, there's people who work in marketing. There's people who, you know, work in front of the house service. We have bartenders. We have servers. We have cooks. They all rely on us putting out good performances and good shows and having a reputation of bringing in the best. So as long as you realize that that's what we take seriously and respect that, we're all good. Mm
2: -hmm. And have fun. And have fun. And have fun. Be funny. Have fun. Have fun. Because if you are, they will. Right. Exactly. Right. One hundred percent.
0: Bill, do you have any parting words for the for the audience? Any advice that, that you want to give? That was my on?
2: parting word. I didn't know you were going to ask this. Okay. Well,
0: <laughs> Bill, where can we find Billified?
2: You can find it anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. Yes, even iHeart. They you let you on, on that Apple. app. They do. They let okay. me on the app. It's uh, all available there. I hope people download it and take a listen. Absolutely,
0: Bilified. it's a fun show, folks. So, Mark. Yes, sir. some big shows that are coming up that haven't been announced yet. So keep an eye on the calendar. Absolutely.
1: Folks. We got a lot coming through. You know, we always got something more in the
0: works. All right. So we will see you uh, starting July 5th through the 9th. Thank you for being a part of the contest. And if you're just watching this because you uh, wanted to know what was going on with the contest or just wanted to watch the Carlson cast, we appreciate you. Make sure you hit subscribe, hit like, and uh, we will be back with another episode uh, very, very soon. Act right, Rochester. Thank you for being awesome and watching another episode of the Carlson cast. Don't forget we're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube every Friday morning. You could also follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Carlson cast. You can listen anytime on iTunes, Google play, and we're now available on Spotify. You should also check out an amazing app called laughable. And on the laughable app, you can connect to your favorite comedians in a way you never thought you could before. Download it in the App Store and visit carlsoncast.com for information on more shows. And don't be a jerk. Rate and review.